The following program is brought to you by Speak the Word Ministries. When you continue to speak His Word, there is absolutely nothing that the Word of God can't do. Absolutely nothing. In other words, there is nothing impossible for God. Speak the Word. Welcome to Speak the Word with author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey. Speak the Word Ministries is called to train up God's children to be soldiers of Jesus Christ. Speak the Word. Speak the Word. God's Word. Speak, speak, speak God's Word. We invite you to visit us online at speakthewordministry.net. That's speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a message titled, Prepare to Stand Your Ground. Speak the Word. I believe with all my heart that if you'll take what the Lord speaks through me for you, and if you'll put it into practice and you refuse to back off, that it will work for you. If you'll take what you hear and you'll put it in practice. As a matter of fact, I was reading this book the other day and they were saying that of all these people, you know, these people that's running around going to seminars and conferences and conventions and things all the time. And they say that out of all these people that go to these, that attend these conventions and conferences, only about 10% of them actually apply any of the things that they learn. That's, you know, just think about it, only 10%. But they're running, they're looking, they're looking for something. But what they're looking for is right there inside of them. You don't have to go looking. He's right here inside of you. You know, you you just got to take the Word of God and apply it to your life. But I do believe that God did not bring me to Hillsville just to be bringing me. I'm not an entertainer. I'm a preacher. I know that the Lord primarily sent me 3,000 miles two weeks ago just to minister to one person. So it doesn't matter. Where you are, I know I went for what I was supposed to go for another reason, and I did, but primarily, I don't believe in coincidence in God's world, in the kingdom, that it was not by chance the week before that that this lady needed help and needed prayer, and I truly believe, and her friend that was paralyzed, that needed a word, and she was worn out, and she called out to God, and she wrote me, and she said, Pastor Joe, she said, could you come Orange County in California, she says, and, and, and hold a healing service. And so I, I wrote her back and emailed her back and I said, I, I don't know when I'll be able to do that. I said, however, it, it just, just so happens I'm going to be in Orange County in about a week. And so I met with her there at the hotel. A couple of days later, I had her meet me there. She said she didn't live far from the hotel we were going to be at. Uh, we were there doing ministry work. And we prayed for her and and her friend. I said, well, you tell your friend, because her friend wasn't a born-again Christian, but the person that I spoke with, Beverly, was. I said, well, you tell your friend that God sent me 3,000 miles just to tell her that he loves her. You know, but God will send you. All you have to do is just call out, and God will always be there for you, no matter where you are or who you are or what you're going through. Most of the time, people are going through things, and they think they're doing it on their own, but you never, you are. Because he says he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Praise the Lord. And like I said, I believe with all my heart that if you will take what the Lord speaks through me for you and put it into practice, like I said before, and refuse to back it off, it will work for you because God's word never fails. God's word will only work when you receive it in your spirit. Brothers and sisters, on my own, I can do nothing. However, as a vessel for God, and I am a vessel, I can speak 
as the Holy Spirit gives me utterance and I can speak the word of God. But keep in mind that God's word is spirit and life. So as I'm speaking it, let the word, his word minister to you. Brothers and sisters, there are a lot of traditions, a lot of bad doctrine, a lot of misconceptions in the church today, and many things that have been added to the body of Christ over the years. And I believe that these teachings have prevented a lot of God's children from really receiving from the Lord. We've all been victims of some of these false teachings. I was a victim in my early walk with the Lord, but thank God His truth has set me free. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It says in John seventeen seventeen, it said, Sanctify them through Thy Word. Thy Word is truth. And it tells us in Mark seven thirteen in the NIV, it says, Thus you nullify the Word of God by the traditions that you have handed down, and you do so in many such manners. I like this translation, as a matter of fact, in the God Word translation. It says, because of your traditions, you have destroyed the authority of God's Word, and you do many other things, he says, like that. One of the things that I am praying to counter in some of these traditions that has held you in bondage to a certain way of thinking, because that's what false doctrines and teachings do. It holds you in bondage and keeps you from really enjoying the freedom that God has for you. You know, we come into the church, we hear the word of God, we get born again. So now, now that we are born again, we are in the kingdom and we need to have our minds renewed to the truth. We need to have our minds renewed to kingdom thinking. According to Romans 12 two, that's what the Lord says. He said to present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. He also says, don't be conformed to this world but to be you transformed by the renewing of your mind, he says, so that you'll know what the perfect will of God is for you. So he, he don't want you to be conformed. And, and some translation says behave like the world behaves, but to be transformed. Transformed is something that takes place on the inside. Conformity takes place on the outside. Okay, in John eight thirty one, it says, Jesus said to the people who believed in him, he says, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. And he says in verse 32, he said, you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, am I saying that I know it all? Not by a long shot. No, I'm not saying that at all because the Lord continues to reveal his truth to me all the time. And I pray that he'll continue to reveal his truth to me, for it is only by his truth that you and I can truly be set free. Hallelujah. You agree with that? And I cannot overemphasize enough that you open your heart to each word of God that we read and that the things that I share with you. If you will open your hearts and be expecting, healing is here for you tonight. Actually, healing's for you here every day. Deliverance is here for you. Freedom is here for you. But it's important for you to expect to receive. It's always, you, you need to have a high expectation from the Lord. And another thing, if we can get rid of those misconceptions, for instance, that we have to do certain things in order for the Lord to move in our lives. So many people think that they have to pray so long every day. They've got to go quote so many scriptures. They've got to attend so much church. They've got to do this. They've got to do that. It's all about them doing and nothing about what Jesus is doing. But actually, he paid the price and he's done it all. And I'm not saying none of these things aren't good. They are good. You, you need to study the word. You need to pray. You need to talk to the Lord. But it's not about you. It's about him. 
It's about what he has done for us. Do you understand that? So if we can get rid of some of these misconceptions and and just let the Lord Jesus minister healing to you through the Holy Spirit, for healing is God's nature. That's his nature, saints. Jesus ministered healing to a lot of people in the Bible who were not Christians. You don't have to be perfect to receive from the Lord. Matthew 9.35 says he healed them all. There were a lot of people that he healed and then he would say, go sin no more. You know, and the woman, it was called an adultery. She wasn't a Christian. And then all that story already did uh, puzzle me too, you know, because, you know, the man was there too. Uh, I still get it because I'm a female pastor. But you know, I got news for them. They didn't call me. Uh, God called me and he anointed me to teach and preach his word many years ago. Actually, I I became a believer late in life, but I've been running just as hard as I can run. And those that know me know that I've been running just as hard as I can ever since he has called me into the ministry. But I don't know. The Lord says, what can man do to you? And he said, don't be afraid of their faces and don't don't worry about them. You know, so I don't care. You know, what what they say, you know, they need to take the whole Bible. You know, we need to take every word in the Bible and quit taking things out of context and read the whole thing. I know that others need to be delivered from depression or oppression. You know, Jesus hates oppression. I was delivered from depression in the very beginning of my walk with the Lord. And I not and I cannot tell you what it was like to finally be free. It was one of the hardest times of my life. And some of you in here tonight might be feeling down and and needing a word of encouragement. I know that when I went through that depression, I began going through it just a little bit before I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And it was right after that, I mean, he hit me with everything, the enemy hit me with everything he had. And it was only by the grace of God, only by the grace of God that I survived because it took, it was almost a year just, and my sisters, um, I know uh, both of them, especially my oldest sister knows that it it took everything I had to keep my head above water to keep from drowning because at that time I was a new Christian and even though I'd been going to church off and on all my life, I didn't know very much of the word. And so it was really hard to try to stay afloat when you don't know the word of God. But God is good. He is awesome. And he's there to help you. And he fills in those empty places, you know. And he helped me by bringing people in at the little church that I went to. Uh, I was got born again in a huge church. But then the Lord took me over and put me in a small church. And there you know, I ministered to and, and learned to grow in him. You know, in times in my life, he has set me on the shelf for like a year or two at the time. I know he did that in Mount Olive. He put me in the, <laughs> put me in this, in this place and just put me on the shelf. And you just sit there, you know, and uh, spend time with the Lord and learn everything I know, which is, I'm not saying is a lot, but everything I know, the Holy Spirit's taught me. And he's teaching me every day. I study every day. I read the word every day. I study every day. I pray every day. It's not a day I go by that I'm not taking notes. I'm hungry. <laughs> I want to know just as much as I can because not only is it ministering to me, but it's going to minister to somebody else too. And if, unless, unless I'm learning, unless I'm increasing in wisdom and knowledge, then I can't help you either. And that's what Jesus was doing. The Bible says he was increasing in wisdom and knowledge as he was growing. He had, you know, we all have to learn. Even Jesus himself had to learn. Hallelujah. 
But praise God, I got through it, and here I am preaching. <laughs> the Lord revealed to me in my prayer time recently, actually giving me more of a revelation to these truths because he said, because the things he was revealing to me, I knew them, you know, but he was giving me a new revelation of them. And you know them too, because you have read them and you have heard them preach to you time and time again. As a matter of fact, I teach on these scriptures all the time. But number one, that Jesus reminded me that he lives in me and he lives in you. And he has given us power of attorney to use his name. As a matter of fact, the definition for the power of attorney is, is this. It's, it's a written document given by one person or party to another, authorizing the latter to act for the former. Having power of attorney gives me and you the power to use the name of Jesus. Think about that. Saints, we have the authorization. We have been given permission to use the most high name there is. The name that is above every being, the name that is above everything in heaven, on earth, and under the earth. Think about that. And he has given us the power of attorney, of, of the commission to use it. In other words, if you're not quite sure what power of attorney is, let me say real quick. Uh, say for Nancy over here, for instance, if um, she needed something that she needed to have taken care of and she was going to be out of the country, she needs to be away, or maybe somebody is laying up sick and they can't take care of it, they can have an attorney draw up a paper giving them legal authority. And so any, this person has got the same authority that Nancy has. They can sign her name legally to anything. Or it could be, it could be done specifically. It could be a specific power of attorney to do one thing. Or it can be to do act in all things. Jesus has given us permission to use it in all things. It's not, it's not just for one specific thing. But it's for all things. So it's for your health. It's for your finances. It's for your children. It's for everything. There, there's no limitations on him using his name. And number two, he's given us the power to cast out demons, to bind and to loose, according to Matthew 18, 18, and to lay hands on the sick, according to Mark 16, 18. Number two, he reminded me that as he is, so are we in 1 John 4, 17. And when he was on, here on this earth, he spoke to sickness. Jesus spoke to sickness. He spoke to the lame. He spoke to the blind. He spoke to the deaf. He cast out demons and he spoke to storms and they ceased. Yes, Brothers and sisters, we can do the same things. We can do the same things in the name of Jesus. We can do all these things that Jesus did. He revealed to me that all you have to do is get out of the way and let the Holy Spirit do the work. Because it's not us doing the healing in the first place. We have to understand that it's time to put our foot down. It's, it's time to stop letting the devil take control over your life. Yes. And, and, and fight back. You are the one that has the authority. He doesn't have the authority. He, he doesn't have any authority over you. He says in Zechariah 4, 6 in the New Living Bible, it says, This is what the Lord said to Zerubbabel. It is not by force nor by strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's armies. He told Zerubbabel, he said, Nothing, not even a mighty mountain would stand in his way. He said it would become a level plain before him. I'm telling you that nothing can stand in your way. If you will have faith in the word of God and if you will act on that word. And of course, we all know that you're only going to act on what you really have faith in. 
what you believe, that's what you're going to act on. But if you will start acting on the word, God will back his word up. He always backs his word up. Saints, in other words, he is asking you and me. What he's asking me is for us to have faith in the name of Jesus. And faith in the power of the word of God. That's what he's asking us, to have faith in the name of Jesus. In Acts 3, 16, in the New Living Translation, Peter seizing the opportunity to address the crowd that had gathered in amazement. And after witnessing the lame man being healed, the Bible said everyone stood in amazement. And Peter said to the crowd together, he said, why do you marvel at this? Or why look so intently, he said at us, as though by our own power or godliness, we had made this man walk. Why look at us like we're the ones that did it? I, I've been in places and, and prayed with people and people have been healed, but it wasn't me. It was their faith in the name of Jesus that did it. And that's what he was saying. He said in verse 16, he says, through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed. And you know how crippled that he was before. Faith in Jesus' name healed him before your very eyes. I'd like to point out one thing in the scripture. In verse 6, Peter said to the lame man, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have, he says, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, notice that Peter and John did not pray for that lame man. They just gave him a command. Peter just told him to stand up in the name of Jesus of Nazareth and walk. And it says, and then Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up. I'm here to tell you tonight that Peter and John are not in possession of anything more than what you are in possession of. There is only one God and the one same spirit in all of us. So the same power that was in Peter when he spoke and told that man to stand up, he said, silver and gold, I have none, but what I have, I give to you. What did he have? He had the Holy Spirit in him. It wasn't him. And it was his faith in the name of Jesus. He knew that when he spoke, that there was power in the name of Jesus. We sing those songs all the time. How precious is the name of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood. There's power in the name of Jesus. But we got to start not only singing about it, but we must act on it. We must act on it. I I talk to myself. I do a lot of self-talking and you need to do a lot of self-talking too. You know, I talk to myself. The other day I was talking to myself and I said, self, there's no difference between you and Peter. No difference between you and John. The same spirit that lived in Peter and John lives in you. And, and if, if, if Peter went out there in the name of Jesus and told that man to get up and walk, Jesus is going to honor his, honor his word, his name. He said, I don't have anything to give you, but what I do have, I give you. What did he have? He had the power of God. He had the name of Jesus. And that's all he needs. As a matter of fact, we've read the scriptures because it, it, you know, it goes on to say that uh, he tells him how you're the one that crucified him. <laughs> he said, you know, he's, you know, in that name, he said, you're the one. He said, you crucified him. But he said, but brothers and sisters, now notice that Peter and John, I want you to notice this. All he said was in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. 
Brothers and sisters, notice that Peter and John did not pray for the lame man. They just gave him a command. Peter just told him to stand up in the name of Jesus of Nazareth and walk. And then Peter took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And it says in the Bible that immediately the man's feet and ankle bones received strength. And and they began to jump and leap with joy, praising God. Saints, Peter was merely exercising his God-given authority, the same authority that you and I have been given. That's all Peter was doing. And John, he was just exercising his authority. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4.20, he says, For the kingdom of God is not in word, meaning just the word of man, he says, but it's in power, which is the word of God. In Genesis 1.26, God said, Let us make man in our own image according to our likeness and let them have dominion. Verse 28 said, Then God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves on the earth. Brothers and sisters, have dominion means to dominate. That's what it means, to dominate. I've listed four definitions that according to the dictionary, dominion means. Number one, the power or the right of governing and controlling. Sovereign authority. Number two means rule, control, domination. In other words, to dominate. Number three, a territory usually of considerable size in which a single rulership holds sway. Lands or domains subject to sovereignty or control. The definition for subdue is to conquer and bring into subjection. Also means to overpower by superior force. And now what we've been instructed to do. We are that superior force. I don't know if you recognize that or not, but you are. You are that superior force. Overcome. Isn't that what Jesus calls us saints? More than overcomers. In Romans 8, 37, he said, you're more than overcomers. Speak the word to your body. Speak the word to your mind. Speak the word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand. You've been listening to author, Bible teacher, and evangelist, Pastor Joanne Ramsey, on today's edition of Speak the Word. Speak the Word is a listener-supported ministry. Generous contributions from listeners like you enable us to continue bringing you this program each day. Learn how you can connect and support Speak the Word Ministries on the web at speakthewordministry.net. Pastor Joe will be right back in just a moment. But first, we'd like to tell you about Pastor Joe's booklet on finances called Receiving God's Financial Miracle. What exactly does God have to do with your finances and why do so many Christians struggle to make ends meet? The Bible tells us from Philippians that God will supply every one of our needs. Pastor Joe will share her heart on how God is a generous God, even when we're in need. She'll also help warn of some false teachers from the church who lie and steal in the name of prosperity. In this booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle, Pastor Joe will also help you align your words with God's Word, as that is the key to true blessing. Just ask for the booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle by Pastor Joanne Ramsey, when you send a gift of any amount to Speak the Word Ministry. You can write to us at P.O. Box 9175, Virginia Beach, Virginia, 23450. 
Or call us and request the booklet, Receiving God's Financial Miracle, when you call 855-505-2297. That's 855-505-2297. 855-505-2297. Or you can order the book by sending an email directly to Pastor Joe. Her email address is Pastor Joe. that's J-O, at speakthewordministry.net. Again, that's Pastor Joe at speakthewordministry.net. And now, here's Pastor Joe with a final word. Hello, everyone. This is Pastor Joe. And I want to let you know again just how special you are and how much you mean to me and this ministry. And I want to thank you, too, for your continued support. It means so much to me, saints. And I want you to remember, brothers and sisters, that what you do for the Lord is because of your love for Him. You don't have to do things to gain God's love, for you already have His love. And saints, I would also like to take this opportunity to ask you to pray about becoming a partner with Speak the Word Ministry. If you're being blessed or fed by this ministry, I pray you will consider sowing into this ministry. Also remember, if you'd like to have one of my CDs and you don't have the funds for it, it doesn't matter. You just call me and I'll be happy to send it to you free of charge. Remember, too, that you can go over to my website, joannramsey.com, and you can download any of my prayers or messages free of charge. The main thing is, I don't want you to ever be without God's Word, okay? Praise God. And remember, saints, there is power in the spoken Word of God. From Pastor Joe and all of us at Speak the Word Ministries, we're glad you've joined us today. Once again, thanks for listening. Join us next time on Speak the Word. Speak the Word to every circumstance that mountain can't stand against the word the word of God against the word of God